All right, so I had an idea today for a bonus podcast. I'm going to call it a car cast. And we're going to introduce ourselves because we keep forgetting to do that. Oh, yeah. So I'm Tim. I'm Amy. And this is my wife, and we are in the car on the way to our date. He's referring to me because people can't see you point. Oh, I'm pointing. (laughs) I I am his wife, yes. So, and I am driving, but I am not holding my phone. My lovely wife and assistant in life is holding my phone. So I had this idea. Because we're doing this safely. We're doing this kind of safely. We'll see. It'll be distracting. So I had this idea this morning when I was taking a shower um, that we could do like a little bonus podcast and record uh, the conversation that we're having on the way to our date because we often have interesting conversations on the way to our date. Um, There's going to be a bunch of traffic. We have about 15 or 20 minutes and nothing else to do. So I thought we would record what I'm calling a car cast for today. Interesting and uninterrupted. That is the key. Because yeah. we do not have children in the car. Woohoo! Yeah, that's probably why they get interesting. Because normally <laughs> our conversations are about 30 seconds at a time with kids, you know. Yelling, yeah. Cool. So I was thinking this morning about, you know, Holy Week is next week. Um, and Easter's coming up. And I was thinking about the kids last night, you know, catching up on the prayer chain from us being on vacation. And the prayer chain and all these things. And I was thinking about just, like, the liturgical year. And I was thinking, like, what it means for us and how our kids you know, get excited about the prayer chain and, and they get excited about all the silly things too, like the Easter eggs and all of that stuff and um, and all the things. And I remember growing up as a kid, you know, my family had a lot of different things, but there was, there was always things. I remember, you know, my mom explaining to me why the colors changed in the church. And I remember, you know, us eating um, our family's traditional nut sauce, which is like walnuts uh, and spaghetti sauce um, kind of thing, because traditionally, in Italy, you know, Christmas Eve is Easter, so we always had that on Christmas Eve, and it was always like a thing, and I just remember there was always things, and, and the whole year was rich with these sort of things, and I was just thinking about um, how you as a convert might have had a different experience, so I was thinking that today we could talk about, um, with the folks, uh, just your experience with the liturgical year as a convert. With the folks? With the folks. I don't know why that's so funny, but it's so funny. Is that like a southern word? Folks? I don't know. I haven't heard anybody say that in a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I've been, I was trying to remember. I know that it took me several years after becoming Catholic to discover the litur- liturgical year. And I, I know that I'm kind of slow and a little bit dense, maybe, and not the most observant person. Um, but, it, but it took me, I feel like, longer than it should have. Um, to really discover the liturgical year. Why don't you, um, before you kind of, sorry, I interrupted you. Before you get into it too much, why don't you maybe talk about what the liturgical year is? I was gonna. Yeah, just caught me up too quick. Okay, so I am going to talk about that in just a second. But, um, but I feel like the liturgical year is one of the church's, like, best kept secrets. But, and I feel like, I think it's because that word isn't really, those words aren't really used like, like, people don't really talk about the liturgical year. They just live it. Um, and so, I, when I, I, like I said, it was several years before I discovered this. So, um, so the liturgical year uh, is the flow and the seasons of the year in the church. And so, every year, um, we start at um, Advent, and which is, like, our new year, and that's the... Um, it's, it's usually like right around Thanksgiving um, where Advent begins and that's our new year for the liturgical year. And it starts with, um, you know, we walk through Advent for the preparation of the baby Jesus. And then, you know, Christmas, Jesus is born. 
and we celebrate that and then um you know we move, move into what's ordinary time um and uh kind of jesus you know growing up and we have the holy family and the presentation of jesus and it's basically moving through the life of jesus um all the way up until his death and resurrection um and then the starting of the the church with pentecost and um and then we go back into ordinary time until we hit Advent again. So it's the flow in the seasons um, of the of the the life of Christ, and we walk through this every single year. Um, and what's cool about that is that each season um, has different things associated with it. So um, you can kind of tell the season based on the colors that the priests are wearing and the decorations of the church, and those colors have meaning, um, like. Uh, Purple, you know, they wear purple during Advent and Lent, um, which is the uh, color of penance. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think of the other colors. I know there's green for ordinary time. Um, red is the color of the Holy Spirit, so they wear that on Pentecost. Um, and um, so, yeah, it's just the flow in the seasons um, of the of the year in the church. Well, so I think maybe part of why it's a little bit of a, of a you know, the best kept secret kind of thing is because right. it's a little bit ordinary. Right. And like, so for me, part of the reason why I wanted to do this was because for me, it just was. Right. It, it's always has been. And so I never really thought about it. But one of the beautiful things about like your conversion and my other friends who are converts of people that I know who are converts, one of the beautiful things that they add to my life is a perspective of something different. Mm -hmm. So the things that feel that have become ordinary through generations in my family that mm -hmm. was Catholic um, are appreciated with a newness that like I don't have. And so it puts sure. a emphasis on it in my life. That's really cool. It, it like, it kind of highlights something that I've seen, but that I didn't fully appreciate because it's become ordinary. Yeah. One of the things that, that you've done, um, that's like above and beyond just the, the seasons. Like, you know, you talked about Christmas and, um, and Advent and Easter and Pentecost and all these things, those things kind of happen in the church um, and we celebrate with the church as we go to Mass and that stuff, but you've also um, added some things. So like one of the things that we do that I think is pretty cool is our kids get to celebrate um, their birthdays, but they also get to celebrate their saints feasting. Mm -hmm. So like that's a, you know, you talked about like the rhythm, so that happens every year. That's another sure. kind of like rhythmic thing. Um, right. You know, in our family, as part of our uh, Advent kind of celebrations, we highlight St. Nicholas Day. Yes. I, ideally, we, we would do their birthday, their saint day, and, and another way of saying that is their namesake day. Um, and so Mathen, um, his name is Mathen Timothy, and so he gets St. Timothy, um, his feast day, and then which I know it gets kind of confusing because obviously Tim should have had Timothy, but his patron saint was St. Joseph, which is appropriate because St. Joseph was the head of the Holy Family. Um, and so Lucy, we celebrate St. Lucy Day. And then my day kind of gets just messed over because it's right before, literally the day before my birthday. And um, it's like right around Mother's Day. So they all kind of get like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really What's yours get, is? What? What's my, your saint? Oh, well, mine's not my namesake day. I, it was just my, it's my patron saint, but um, it's St. Rita of Cassia. Cassia? Cassia? I don't know how to say that. I don't know. Someone I think it's somewhere us. in Italy. Um, and so, um, but I, I, yeah, I feel like a saint, Saint's Day, we, that's a whole other podcast. Well, it is, but I think it's cool because like my, my thought about 
why I brought that up today is because it's another sort of rhythmic theme that becomes part of our tradition. And what's cool about all of this stuff, so I think about like St. Nicholas Day, and so what do we so what do we do on their namesake day? We let them sort of be a little bit king for the day and we get them let them choose dinner and things like that. Mm-hmm. What do we do on St. Nicholas Day? We go out and we get Greek food or we cook Greek food at home and we talk about the story of St. Nicholas. You know, we, on St. Lucy Day, we read the book that we have at St. Lucy. And, and what is all of this stuff supposed to do is it points, um, it points our every day at, at something more than just every day. And, and it's not every day, right? Like, I mean, it would be, there's something going on every day. We don't celebrate something every day. But, there's, but when you think about the changing of the seasons and you think about the thing that's powerful to me, I think is that it's a very sort of like physical thing. That's like a reminder. It's like the kids get excited. They're like, when's my, you know, my feast day's coming up. I get to pick dinner. Well, so for right now at six and three, that's what gets them excited is they get to pick dinner. But what it's pointing them at is at a saint and we still read the book and they get excited about it and, and they make sure we do it. When we do the prayer chain, like you know, they're yelling and screaming when we forget to, <laughs> to pull the thing off the, the, the um, link off yeah. the prayer chain to pray for the people today because, you know, it's like their favorite thing to do. And so it points them at prayer. Hey, we forgot to pray. We forgot to pray or we forgot to pray for the people. Mm-hmm. You know, when we put people on the prayer chain um, every time, you know, it points them at praying for others and others' needs and things like that. And I think that like all of those little small things they add up to really big things sure. that we wouldn't be able to teach our kids as a big thing if we sat down and lectured them about why we're supposed to intercede for other people and stuff like it wouldn't work, you know? Right. And I think, so what's what's beautiful about it is, is there, it's, it's this thing that we have that we can take advantage of that the church has a framework for already that we can add in things that are optional that and, and we can customize it and make it our own for our own season of life. And it's just like a really beautiful way of, of pointing our hearts and our minds and the things that we do to God, mm-hmm. like on ordinary days. Right. Don't have to wait for Christmas and Easter yeah. for stuff to happen. And, and then sometimes I think our kids get just as excited about ripping the prayer chain link off and praying for the people as they do about getting Easter eggs. So, you know. Mm, maybe a smidge less excited. But no, I, I actually, so I have some thoughts on the liturgical year. So one of the things that I love about the liturgical year is the church in all her wisdom, um, has, you know, the seasons and, um, that's been a really big theme in my life. Uh, the last several years, it's kind of starting with a liturgical year. It's really given me appreciation for the church seasons, but also for like the literal seasons, you know, the, you know, autumn and winter and stuff. And, and just when I'm like really tired of, you know, being cold and kind of tired of wearing the same sweaters over and over again, it's when spring begins. And, you know, Jesus says, I make all things new. And I think that that's beautiful that we have these seasons, like just when I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't give up chocolate one more day. You know, it's like Easter comes. And and what's really neat for me is that every single season, like every single Advent that I've had, you know, it happens every year. There's something new in it. There's something more beautiful, more rich, the more I dive deeper into it. And it's, it, you know, I walk the Jesus's life every year, but I learn something new and deeper every year. And, and that's, what's really cool. But where it's also really neat because there are these traditions that go along with it that really help us to dive into it, but help us at whatever level we're at. So like, you know, you grew up eating vegetarian on Christmas Eve, you know, eating nut sauce and, um, and that was something that you guys just did. And, and, you know, when I came into your family, that was just something we did. I didn't, 
kind of put it into the liturgical year, you know, until later, but, um, and, and, but, but it's a physical thing, like it, all of the things that we do, um, play to our senses, because that is how we experience the world, and that is how we first experience Christ in the church as little kids, and so, you know, our kids grow up with seeing stained glass windows of, of the saints and the gospels and the stories from the Bible. And they grew up with statues of, um, you know, of the gospels and Mary and Mary with baby Jesus. And they, and they see these things before they're able to read. And then, um, you know, they see the candles and they see the colors of the year and the changing of the seasons and all of the things that we do point towards Jesus. And so, um, so I want to focus on Lent a little bit because that's where we are right now. So to mention Holy Week, and that's the week leading up to um, the crucifixion of Jesus. And um, it's the week that, uh, you know, we on Thursday we celebrate the Last Supper, um, and Friday is the crucifixion, and Saturday is a really peaceful week. Well, we try. <laughs> we try to have a really peaceful day because that is the day that Jesus is in the tomb, and it's more of a solemn um, day. And so we try to capture that um, feeling every year. And, um, and then, you know, Easter is just this big, awesome blowout. And what's really cool is by living these seasons, um, especially I think for me anyway, especially living Lent and living Advent, it just makes Easter and Christmas so much more richer. Um, like the further that I dive into the preparation seasons of Lent and Advent, the, the more beautiful and the richer that Christmas and Easter is. Um, and so, uh, during Lent, the church recommends that we increase our prayer, fasting, and our almsgiving. And so I've, I've been trying to, um, figure out ways to do that with our kids. And so one of the things that I've done for the last several years is, um, what Tim mentioned, our Lenten prayer chain. Um, and that is we get strips of paper, um, purple paper, cause that's this color. And, um, you know, I usually talk to the kids about, you know, the color of penance. Um, and these are really basic lessons. Like I, I really don't dive deep with it. It's like, I just kind of mention it. I throw out as much info as I can, um, without trying to like, like I'm not expecting them to get it and absorb it, you know, in one season, but. And you also have to make sure Matt doesn't cut his fingers off with the scissors. Right. Or Lucy glue right. herself to the table. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So, um, so last year it was mostly just me and Matt and I, we took a day and, um, I, I can't, I think last year he helped with the cutting. Um, so it was, you know, it was like he was learning how to cut. That was his thing last year. And so he was super excited about getting to cut the strips. So we cut strips for each day of Advent. Um, and every Sunday is white, um, because we always celebrate Sundays, even during Lent. Um, we call them little Easter's. And so we had purple for the other days and, um, and, white ones for Sunday and then he got to help me make the list of people and so we put people people or a family or um, a cause on each strip and um, and then we glue them together in a chain link and then each day of Lent we take one off and we pray for that person or family or, or cause um, and I didn't know how this would go over originally but this has been a huge success um, the kids are so excited every day that we get to do this. They, I don't even have to remember. Like they remember, um, and usually how we we do it if we travel is we usually take the chain links that we need for the days of travel. But we traveled this past week and I forgot to grab them, so we've been 
um, doubling up and catching up. So um, I think that's something too is not being so hard on myself when stuff doesn't go perfectly. Um, and so that's one of the yeah. things, the the beautiful things that I think about thinking about the liturgical year is like is like you can't really get away from it. Like you can't do it badly because because tomorrow there's going to be something else. So sure. it's like if if today didn't happen or it didn't happen the way you wanted to or it got away from you, it's like tomorrow's another day and there's another something to learn mm -hmm. from the year. Like yeah. it, it goes on without us mm -hmm. even having to do anything. And yeah. so all we have to really do is just acknowledge it and participate with it right. in, in whatever way we can participate with it at the moment, you know, and I'm sure as our kids get older, things will change and it'll be different. But, but that's the beautiful thing is it's like, it happens. Like tomorrow comes, the season gets warmer, spring happens, whether or not you had a good winter, right. you know? And it's mm -hmm. like, it's like, that's, it's going to happen. So just acknowledge it and, and just, and I think it's just about like accepting it, you mm -hmm. know, and then just embracing what is and that we have these seasons and that the church is going to have these readings and just trying to like, just go into it a little bit more. And mm -hmm. I think that's what all these things are is it's just, it's just participating in it a little bit more than just passively allowing it to happen. It's just acknowledging it and embracing it. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah, for sure. So, um, what else do you want to talk about liturgically your lives? Well, I don't know. So I think the rules of the car cast are that it's only as long as the drive to wherever we're going. So given <laughs> uh -oh. the fact that we're about to pull up to the restaurant, I think that might be a wrap. Well, so I have one last thing to say and then we okay. can wrap. Um, so I, I just want to say this because I feel like I'm so glad that other people are, I've heard other people say this in books that they've written about liturgical years. If you're starting out and you're just now discovering the liturgical year, I recommend that you start small because we have this thing called Pinterest and you can find all kinds of wonderful and amazing and beautiful things that people do for the liturgical year and you can absolutely overwhelm, overwhelm yourself. And so just consider the season of life that you're in right now. Um, like we have two little kids and some of the things that I would love to do um, are just not really attainable. It would cause more headache than it's worth um, for me to try to do them right now. And so start small, start with something um, meaningful and uh, that you can do easily and, and incorporate your family into. And so, um, yeah, maybe so on the flip side of that, um, yeah, on that same thought, but maybe on the flip side is there is also Pinterest. So don't feel like you have to make this stuff up, <laughs> sure. right? There's a ton oh, yeah. of ideas. What are, there's a couple of books that you've read. Do you know the yes. name of them off the top of your head? Maybe just oh, drop shoot. the names. Um, we'll link to them. I will definitely link to them. So, um, a Catholic I, Home? Is that one? I don't think that's it. Oh, and then there's like a Catholic okay. Encyclopedia. I will right, link to my. Like I will it. link to my. Um, some of my favorite resources for the literature. But the point is, is that on the flip side, you know, Pinterest can be a little bit intimidating because everything looks beautiful and perfect. Okay, it doesn't have to be beautiful and perfect; it just has to be. But there's also Pinterest is full of ideas. There's mm -hmm. a bunch of books. Well, so and there's don't lots of like, traditions that go with it, and so the beautiful thing that I found is. Um, you know, again, I didn't grow up with the liturgical year. And so, um, I, well, yes, I could go and just make up, I guess the, the prayer chain thing sort of was mine. I think, I think I came up with that, but it was in the context of, okay, well, we're increasing prayer during Lent. It wasn't something that I just, you know, kind of came up with on a whim, but, um, and then some of the things I do, I've gotten from other, um, Catholic moms that I found on the internet. 
um, and there's lots of amazing books, or um, I've looked up what the tradition is and have spun it for our family um, to make it work for our family in this season. And so, yeah, so there's um, tons of there's inspiration and ideas yeah. and, and existing traditions that you could either adopt or adapt. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and maybe it might be even cool for people to like look into their family heritage, like if people are Greek or Italian or something like that. Maybe look and yeah. see is there something that you can connect like being Italian with being yeah. with, with Advent or something like and maybe use that as a place to mm -hmm. start, you know, like the Feast of the Seven Fishes and the, yeah. the meatlessness on Christmas Eve and these things, right? It's like mm -hmm. there, there might be, there's like all kinds of things that exist, right? Yeah. That are already there that you can just adopt and adapt. Um, so you don't have to make it up yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but you could make it up yourself if you want to. It's like, there's not yeah. a right or wrong way to do it. It's just however you think it, you, your family could sort of embrace and acknowledge the seasons that are going on. Yep. Right, so cool. happy hungry. Holy so Week and happy Easter and um, and that's a wrap. <laughs>